Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see lives transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle. Psalm 46, please remain standing, starting with verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its foundations and waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. For there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of our God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Israel is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolation in the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Israel is our refuge, says the Lord, says the Lord, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, that's a good Psalm, one more time before you're seated, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. I want to move quickly through this passage because I want to have time to pray for you in the altars. I know that there are many here who bring your needs to the church and we open our altars at the end of our service. And I want to make sure that we do that to echo my wife. Thank you so much for what you are doing with our new prayer service. I know many of you are able to be part of that from time to time. Those who came this last night, it meant so much to me. I come here on Saturdays anyways, and I thought it would be good if we just opened it up. We're asking God for revival. We want the Lord to pour out His Spirit on the sanctuary. And we got into a great service last week, and so I just started a prayer meeting. I don't know if that's the next key or the next step, but I felt good about it when we did it. And so every Saturday night until God decides, and I don't know how long this will go, but we're going to have a prayer meeting. I pray for the service, and so come join us. All we do is play some music in the beginning. We walk around, we kneel, we pray, we journal, we write whatever is on our hearts. And then after so much time of that, I call people to the front. We have a prayer of agreement, and then we, we take off. Come as you are. Such a wonderful, wonderful addition to our church. I want a revival in our church. I want the Spirit of God to move in the sanctuary. I want the Spirit of God to be poured out. Last week I told you three things about revival. I want to remind you. Revival is a time of refreshing where our time is invaded by Kairos time. Where what we would normally do with our day is interrupted by the divine power and manifestation of God. Revival is an acceleration of the normal work of the Holy Spirit. What normally takes 10 years takes 10 months. What takes 10 months takes 10 weeks. What takes weeks takes minutes. They can walk in drunk and leave sober by the power of God. 
We believe the Lord is sending that to our church. Revival is rain on a dry and thirsty land. Too many times we're hungry, but we're not starving. But revival is the crystallized moment of discontent because we sat in our moment of brokenness long enough to hear the voice of God. Revival is led by people who don't normalize, minimize, or use carnal solutions to deal with demonic decline. Revival is reorienting our lives around the presence where we chase the cloud and not the crowd. We will not rest until God has a place provided for himself. We build a church for him, not for them. And I want to have that revival. And I believe this psalm adds to what God has already started in conversation with our church. And there are several poetic moments that jump off the page as I look at this passage of Scripture. And I want to share those with you and then we're going to pray. The first is God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Is there a witness in the house of the poetry of those words being true in your life? Is there a witness that can tell me that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty? That God has a place where you can retreat and all the noise of this world cannot penetrate the peace that surpasses understanding because God is on our side. In the Old Testament and even in modern culture in Israel, they have a mantle that they carry with them. I have one in my office. And it was used for many things. It could carry a child. They would oftentimes build some sort of cradle around their neck and they would carry a child in that wonderful garment that they would carry with them. They, they could use it to actually scoop water. They would use it in that particular way. They could also use it as a garment to protect themselves from the heat, from the sun. They would cover their head and had many uses, this mantle. But one of the great things about the mantle that I've always found intriguing is when they would take it and they would pray and they would cover their heads with it. They would cover their heads and they would lean forward and so that they would be covered underneath that, that garment. And they would start to pray. And what they would call that is they would say, I am tabernacling with the Lord. They would literally create a tent in the wilderness and tabernacle with God. Now I believe that you and I carry a mantle called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe if you'll take the time today to cover yourself with the authority and anointing of God, you can be reminded today that He is your refuge and your tower in time of trouble. You don't have to be alone when you're in the tabernacle with the presence of the divine. Pastor, how do I tabernacle with God? Just say His name. No other name under heaven whereby men can be saved, but at the name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Lord is my refuge. He is my portion. Yes, He is my tabernacle. Therefore, therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea and though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling and Facebook friends unfriend me. And the media turns against us. And the COVID virus seems to keep spreading. And the fear keeps plaguing. And the politicians keep lying. Somebody talk to me. 
Although all these things in the world are shaken, the Wall Street is shaken and our politics are shaken and there's crumbling of, of borders and, and Russia's amassing an army on the border of Ukraine right now as we speak. We have all of these problems all around the world. Though all of these things be shaken, there is a river that flows from his throne and it will make glad the city of our God. No matter what the world does, it cannot ruffle the water that flows from his presence. God is still on the throne. Did you hear me, church? No matter what happens out there, they can't put Jesus back in the grave. There's still a river that flows from his throne, and the bride says, come, and the spirit says, come. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. You don't have to leave here today without that water. Is anybody thirsty? There's a river. I've experienced that river. Ezekiel saw the river. He said there were different levels in that river. Some shallow places, knee deep and waist deep and then over your head. If you're in a Pentecostal church like this one, we're swimming. We're doing swan dives and can openers and cannonballs off the side. We're not trying... When it comes to the river, we're not painting portraits. We're not splashing. We're not filling up squirt guns. I had a good friend of mine. He didn't know much. Got into trouble quite a bit. He was a little on the low intelligence side, if you want to know the truth about it. But he was a lot of fun to hang around with. He was going to go down the Okoe River, which is the river they used for the Olympics. Class 4 rapids. Perhaps one of the most dangerous, prolific rivers. On the East Coast. And he pulls up and there are people from all over the world there. They're getting their kayaks ready. Their rafting companies are prepared. They're putting people with instructions into different rafts and teaching them how to survive the navigation. He looks around, stretches a little bit, enjoys the scenery, walks to the back of his truck, lowers the tailgate, grabs his equipment. An inner tube. He's walking down to the river with his tube and a cooler full of soft drinks. Park ranger sees him. Sir, where are you going? Going down the river. No, you're not. <laughs> not in one of those. <laughs> Let me tell you something, church. You're, if you're a visitor here today and you're not used to this, you need to understand something. We're going swimming. You're going to see people with stuff pinched on their nose, them little things, little duckies wrapped around their arms so they can float. All I can tell you is before we leave this place, we're going to be neck deep in the glory of God. We want the manifest presence of the Lord to sweep us away into his purpose and promise for our life. We know there's a river, and we've asked God to flow through this house like a river. We want God's glory to fit. Pastor, that's kind of weird. Have you read the Bible? Name one story in the Bible that's not weird in our culture. Pastor, you know, you're a little outlandish. Okay. Jesus said that he walked on water. 
a woman grabs the hem of his garment. She's healed of a blood issue. Friends of a quadriplegic hear about Christ. They rip the roof off the church and lower them down through the roof. A lame man by the gate confronting the disciples received a healing and went leaping through the Orthodox Jewish synagogue and church right in downtown Jerusalem. Somebody talk to me. Moses goes on a mountain and receives commandments with the finger of God writing them in a rock. Noah builds a boat and they float through a flood. God says, let there be light and bang, there was light. There's no part of this Bible that is palatable for those who consider themselves the educated elites of our culture. For the Jews, it's a stumbling block. To the Greeks, it's foolishness. But to those of us who believe, it's the power of God unto salvation. So I say to everybody in the Beaufort Church of God, get in the water, run to the water, dive in, swim in it. Let God sweep you away because we believe in the manifest presence of God in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. There's a river that makes glad the city of our God and our prayer is before you leave this house, you will find yourself immersed in the presence and power of Almighty God. And then he goes on to say, and I want to remind you of something that happened in our first service or let you know about something that happened in our first service. Holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High God is in the midst of her. God will help her, speaking of his church. The nation raged, the kingdoms were moved, but he uttered his voice and the earth melted. That's who's with us. All of these things have arrayed themselves against the church. I mean, you can't make fun of anybody in the whole world unless they're a Christian. I mean, you can't say anything anymore. Has anybody said something you didn't know that it was a bad word now? Am I the only one? I'm like, I didn't even know I was offending somebody. But now it's like everything's offensive. You've offended me. You've hurt me. How? You quoted the scriptures, but I didn't like the way you said it. You were too loud when you said it. <laughs> Have you read the Bible? He shouts. That's the next few verses. He shouts. He declares. He declares war. He makes noise of war. If you don't like noise, you're not going to like heaven. You, don't, you, you think, okay, what's Manny going to do when he figures out he's not going to hell? All right. Manny, talk to me. I mean, when you and I get there, because our worst fear is we're going to go to hell on a technicality. We know the wives are going. We're just not sure. And so when Manny and I are up there and we hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Horace, you know you're in on this too. We're going to get there. And when he says, well done, you good and faithful servant, and them hips get healed and them feet feel fine, I guarantee you we're going to make some noise all by ourselves. What are you going to do when you get to heaven when there's no more sickness, no more shock, 
No more pain. For the former things are all passed away. And there's a long line of people that stretches for miles and miles and miles. Everybody has to bow their knee. I guarantee you, we're going to shout like we've never shouted. We're going to sing like we've never sung before. So what is a Pentecostal church? It's heaven on earth. I don't want to wait till I get there to feel the river flowing around me. I want the river of God flowing around me right now. Yeah. He gets angry. He gets, he executes his judgment and justice. And I want to say this to you. And then I want to pray for you. Well, I might. I might preach some more. Who knows where this is going to go? Part of this is not my fault. It's Manny's fault. I was out there in the foyer when he got in the baptismal pool, and I heard what he was doing up there all the way out in the foyer. And I thought, you know, giving the youth pastor a microphone is like giving the keys of a Corvette to a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> Drive it like you stole it, Manny. That's all I got to say. The whole world rages, and then they... Feel the fierceness of God's anger. In the first service, we had a message in tongues and an interpretation very similar to the way it happened in this service. But the interpretation was radically different there. And it's centered on somewhat of a vision that God placed in my heart to try and understand what he was saying. So let me tell you the vision and then I'm going to tell you what he said. Years ago, we were afraid of North Korea. We still are, but not quite as much as we were. Remember when they were going to blow up the whole world and then all of a sudden, they just stopped? Remember when North Korea was in the news and then all of a sudden, they weren't in the news anymore? Anybody remember? Now, truthfully, that's the story of our lives. Every tragedy, every fear seems to have a shelf life of two weeks unless it rhymes with COVID. Going on two years with that one now. But let me tell you what happened. There was a mercenary camp in Syria with Russian mercenaries, hired soldiers. They were sent into Syria for the specific purpose of creating conflict and Chaos, advancing the cause of the Russian nation inside those borders. The President of the United States, through the advice of our commanding officers in that area, issued a green light to invade and remove that mercenary camp. From their destruction and death that they were causing in Syria. The numbers in that camp were in the hundreds. We sent a very small number of Delta Force into that camp. The next day, we got a phone call from Korea. Many have surmised the reason that we received that phone call is because of communications we received between the mercenary camp and the Russians when our Delta Force removed them from hostility 
in a very short order with low numbers, low technology, took the camp out. The words were, we are shocked by the ferocity and efficiency of the United States Special Forces. That's when our phone started ringing. And North Korea said, you know what? Maybe we should rethink our relationship. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Now feel free to go and backstory all that I've said and I'll go re-verify as I always do when I go home and issue any corrections before we put this on TV. This is the story as I best recall it. And I had the vision of that communication in my mind when we had the message in tongues and interpretation in our first service. And it corresponded with this violence that God exercised when he broke the implements of war and brought peace to his people. When he told us not to be afraid, to be still, and know that he is God. I believe what God is saying to the Buford Church of God and perhaps to the church in America is be still. You're about to hear something that's going to set your ears on fire. You didn't see COVID coming. You don't understand the elections. You can't comprehend the global pressure being placed on the church. You have no idea how we got where we are right now. So why do you feel comfortable thinking you know where we're going? I feel like what God is saying is that we are about to be shocked by the ferocity and efficiency of the manifest power of the Holy Spirit. For demonic strongholds are going to be invaded by the glory and power of Almighty God. If you think the special forces of the United States are amazing, and they are, you just wait until the angelic army of God is released by the authority of God and invades the dark places of our culture. This thing has gone on long enough. I bind that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And I ask God right now to release the power of the Holy Ghost and cast the devil out of your lives, cast the devil out of your business, cast the devil out of your babies, your business, your bodies right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask God to let his glory invade every church. I ask God to let his spirit arise and his enemies be scattered. I ask God to send the river. Send the river and let the soul tsunami of the power of the Holy Ghost sweep away the dirt and debris and sin out of the church. Just let the waters rise and flood it right out the front door and let your glory fill this place. Hallelujah. 
Is there a voice left in Buford that can say, yes, Lord, I agree with your word. I want the power of the Holy Ghost in my body. I want the power of the Holy Ghost released in my family, in my church. Oh, God, let it be. Then I commission you with the authority of the Holy Ghost that whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We don't have to be afraid of the arrow that flies at noon or the pestilence that stings at night for God is still our tabernacle and he's still our refuge. Hallelujah. Now I want everybody to stand with me all over this house and I want a Holy Ghost rumble to start to erupt in this place. I want you to begin to magnify God from the front to the back and let him hear your voice. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, release your power over this house. Release your glory over this place in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts who is with us and the God of Israel is our refuge. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples underneath us and the nations under our feet. He will choose for us an inheritance. God has gone up with a shout the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. The sound says sing praises to God. Sing praises to God. Sing praises to our King. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nation. He sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. And the people of God for the shields of the earth belong to him. And he is greatly exalted. We don't worship COVID. We worship a king. We don't bow down to politicians. We bow down to the prince of peace. We no longer walk in intimidation of our culture. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I will face tomorrow with courage in my heart and I will not relent until Jesus comes. Let it be. Let it be. In Jesus' name. I want to pray a special blessing over you. I don't want to force everybody to stay all day. We have lots of things going on. When I finish blessing you, I'm going to dismiss the service and then we're going to open up the altars. That's when church begins all over again. Any of you that want prayer or you just want to worship or you just want to hang around the anointing for a minute I invite you to just come to the altar and sit and soak in his glory let his power be manifest pastor how long do y'all do that 
as long as you're here, we're still here. To be honest, church never lasts long enough for me. I just feel like it just... Look up there at the clock. See, you had an extra hour of sleep, so you deserve a few extra minutes in the house. But but I bless your life. You've been afraid of witchcraft and generational curses, whatever that means. You've been afraid that the devil may be after you, that things are going to go wrong. Well, I have good news for you. There's more power with the people of God than there is in the things of hell. Hanging around us and the glory of God when you surrender to Him will change your life. So I bless you. I bless you with the presence of the Holy Spirit. I ask God right now, if you're not saved, to chase you to hell and back till you get right with God. I ask God to overwhelm you with this presence. If you're tempted by sin, I ask God to be your conscience and your guide. To protect you from yourself. To lead you not into temptation, but to deliver you from evil. May you be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when you rise and when you lay down at night. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Turn His face towards you and be gracious to you. Make His face shine on you and give you peace. To give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.